Utah's network. Hi, this is Devin Trek with the Freebooters Network. Today we bring you another episode of the Nerd Herders. We hope you enjoy the show. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. I know they're all thinking I'm so wide and nerdy. Think I'm just too wide and nerdy. Think I'm just too wide and nerdy. Can't you see I'm wide and nerdy? Look at me, I'm wide and nerdy. We are. We are. We are. The Nerd Herders. Who's scruffy looking? Hello and welcome to episode 127 of the Nerd Herders. We've uh, been enjoying a, a little bit of uh, levity uh, before we started the official recording. Um, so yeah, but you'll that's find... all done now. Don't expect any more. <laughs> you may find that we're a little giddy uh, at this point. Um, and as you can hear, uh, I've got some uh, good friends on the line here with me tonight as well. So uh, why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Uh, how are we doing tonight, Ian? I'm doing very well tonight, Andy. Thank you. That's yeah, glad to hear. And you, Dave Farr? Oh, I need coffee. Yeah, I already grabbed my cup uh, a little bit earlier. Decaf uh, this time of night, though. And uh, we're also joined by Matt. Alex, how are you doing tonight, Matt? I'm doing just fine. Thank you. All right. And unfortunately, our, our last uh, member there, Justin, is uh, stuck somewhere between Connecticut and New Hampshire uh, coming home from visiting. Works on so, many levels. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes, it does work on many levels. Um, yeah, so we have a fun show uh, tonight. Usually, our uh, first show of the new year, we try to we try to get in some uh, resolutions. Uh, so we're doing that in the Thunderdome. But before we get to Thunderdome, let's jump into roll call. All wings reporting. Red leader standing by. Gray leader standing by. Green leader standing by. Luck S falls and attack positions. I'll probably just go right around the horn here real quick uh, with roll call. Um, I'm going to start with you, Ian Clark. Uh, what have you kind of been doing? What was uh, the, the one thing you wanted to mention since our last recording? Uh, probably the thing that I would like to talk about that was something outside of what we normally do because we have obviously the regular role-playing games and other things that we have going on, but I ran a one-session Star Wars RPG uh, with the old... Uh, did someone drop their snare drum? <laughs> I hit I hit the spring on my uh, microphone arm. So I, uh, Do you want I to get my a... snare drum? We'll get the snare drum. Boom. Uh, yeah, I thought you were doing some Foley work. Uh, so... Oh, don't think you were going to get the chopper and cricket sound. <laughs> Uh, so I ran a one-shot of the Star Wars RPG, and I ran the old West End Games D6 system, which is the first system I ever DM'd uh, back in college, which was super fun. And I had uh, our friends Megan and Jeremy and Ryan and Greg and Rich played, and we ran – I told them to build, like, mercenary bounty hunter-type uh, characters and – they did a job for a uh, like a small local like governor type person that people had thought was assassinated but was not. Uh, the local imperial uh, presence there uh, didn't really care much about it and had impounded his uh, 
coveted uh, luxury speeder, so they had to uh, break into an imperial uh, holding lot, like an impound yard, and uh, get the speeder out, and then take the speeder to the uh, to the local uh, wannabe crime lord that had set up the hit. And uh, so much shooting ensued. Uh, I was gonna. I thought it was gonna be so they went and fill all the necessary paperwork. <laughs> yeah, they did. Fine. They did. Get the they speeder. Promised. Yep, promised to never do it again. There was a lot of uh, uh, there was uh, I got to role play a comp controller. Uh, it was, nice. uh, it was yeah, there was a lot of no, it was good. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, Ryan. Did... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say Ryan's character was just like a bloodthirsty, like rebel sleeper agent who just wanted to kill all the stormtroopers he could. So much so that after they had. Uh, procured the speeder from the lot he actually went back in the compound to finish off any stormtroopers uh but uh but he got a bit of space karma as uh he wasn't expecting there were still several that had not come out <laughs> yet so he got shot and put down and they had to actually go in and drag him his uh nearly lifeless corpse out <laughs> so so that was kind of fun and uh greg played a he yeah was, i wanted did he do it he did. He was a droid, but inside the droid was a little tiny alien like uh, Babu Frick from uh, Rise of Skywalker. And he was going to go the entire thing without uh, telling anyone except that when they delivered the speeder to the uh, <clears throat> to the crime boss, they uh, they sent in a scanning crew. And the scanner guys came out and they were like, what are you trying to pull? What's going on with the droid? Why has he got something alive inside? <laughs> so, uh, so another shootout ensued, but... Um, it was super fun, and I, I like that system for its simplicity. It's got some quirks and stuff for sure, but uh, and Greg complained mightily because uh, because of the system itself. But we had a great time. It was super fun, and uh, as long um, as you completely avoid avoid starship combat, you're fine. Yeah, yeah, I did not do that, and uh, Megan was still holding a grudge against me because I would not let her play an Ewok. So, but yeah. no, we had it. Yeah, I was like, they don't really leave Endor. It's not well. Yeah, that was in that was in the source book for that thing remember when they had the character class kid you should have let them all play kids she thought about that because she was she came late and hadn't made a character so she was just going to take a template and then she she saw ewok and kid and i was like i was like kid okay ewok no um but she ended up playing uh, i think she was a rodian um but um no we had we had a super fun time with that and we're we're gonna do something else in an in a different um era so because people would like to play jedi and stuff so we'll probably do it again sometime with uh with jedi but um and uh rich and i came up with a, a fun idea for a one-off where i think rich will run this one but essentially your stormtroopers with vader and essentially you have to survive the entire mission without vader killing you <laughs> so uh, you're all 1d6 when you shoot that's it right yeah. you know your friends are already annoying right <laughs> right <laughs> they won't make it five minutes yeah, yeah. So, um, but no, cool. we had we had fun with that. So that was what I wanted to talk about. Cool. How about you, Matt? Just been playing a lot of uh, 40k and Warcry lately. Really been enjoying Warcry. Hoping we can get some more of that. We talked about doing a campaign because there's a whole campaign system in the book. But like with our group, it you know just disappeared into nothingness. So, how long does a campaign take? I think it's one of those ones where you're like you kind of set the time for it. You know what I mean? Right. No, I'm I'm excited about Warcry too. I I painted up. Um... Um, an Iron Iron Jaws Orc um, warband for that, so um, I think that'll probably see. I'd love that for that to see the table at uh, Nerd Herders Winter Retreat. Yeah, I have a whole set of terrain, and I think Dave does too, so we can definitely bring yeah. it. Yeah, and uh, and this this cards for all the other races like uh, Ian Skaven are coming out soon. I think. Yeah. 
Well, can't you get the Skaven in the... Are they in that last book that came out? The... Uh, they're there as allies, but as an official like war band. They're, oh, okay. they're, they're, I think they're releasing like 10 more packs of cards for the different Age of Sigmar races. Interesting. Yeah, because you can't get the orc ones. Oh, now, yeah. were you... They sold out. Yeah, oh, they sold out like when those yeah. first came out. They only did it as limited. Now, were you with 40K, were you, weren't you getting ready for... Or did you guys play in a tournament, you and Ian? We did yesterday. We had to play oh, each other. Cool. We did. We, we played, played each other. We had to play each other round two. Yeah. Uh, huh. It was our fault. because we Was it just won. four people? No, there was, <laughs> no, was about 12 two. people just there. Just us. <laughs> yeah. It was 12. So I won my first game uh, like 20. I tabled him on turn three, and I, but I, I didn't get f- – I can't remember I, how many points I had. It was like 28 or something, and Matt had – Matt won with like 24 or whatever it was. So we, we even said after it was like, oh, there's a good chance we'll end up playing each other. Um, my, my first game was kind of brutal because the kid never played ITC before. So we played about three turns of a six turn game. Oh, yeah. It was super slow. Yeah. Um, and I played what was that suit that I played against, Matt? Oh, so he played against the, the big towel battle suit that I had for your. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. The kid, the kid he was playing brought that in like two characters and like a bunch of drones so like yeah, yeah. just kill all the drones first so he can't do anything about it um and he uh he was super aggressive with it too he brought it right up in my face with and and the other thing that he that he did that because with that thing could have tabled me easily but he didn't concentrate fire he was like oh i shoot these over here at my at my doomsday arc i'll shoot at this red unit of destroyers whereas with the destroyers you gotta with any necrons because they come back with the reanimation protocols you have to destroy the unit and so he was wasn't focusing fire so um, Ian had me worried in our game because the second turn like I killed out of one squad I killed all but one destroyer and like half most of them came back yeah and Matt and I actually had a really good game I think I was ahead early and then it was really close and then I think because like Justin Justin and Greg were texting with us and they, and they wanted updates and I think after like turn three or four it was like 21 to 17 Matt but I was like but I texted those guys I was like I I won't be able to catch him and then Matt pulled away uh, at the Once end, I was able that, to get rid of the destroyers. Yeah, um, but it was it was a it was a fun game, and uh, um, and then Matt got to play for potentially uh, winning the tournament uh, against uh, one of our favorite players um, against local ultra competitive player. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so I I mean I actually, I, I kept him to a low I kept him to a low score, so he didn't uh, score that much, and it was. There was one point where I moved just a little bit too far, so he wiped it like an entire squad of guys. That if I had not died, I probably could have won. But I mean, it's okay. He, right. it's he's a nice person. Is just here's the best list ever, and I'm going to bring it to every single every single game I play. I didn't know Greg played too. Oh no, that that uh, well yeah, no, that would be Greg, but that wasn't. <laughs> yeah, and he seemed fine playing you and stuff. He's just the, there's a few things that he does that rub me the wrong way, like you making know, me use a chess club. Does he do anything that rubs you the right way? Uh, not so far. We'll see. But um, yeah, I noticed he did make you use the chess clock. Uh, he had five minutes left. I had twenty three. So I wondered because Matt and I didn't really talk much after the after the tournament, so I did wonder what had happened, um, how it went. But um, it's not bad. Um, Twelve players though, too. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good size. I mean, there's yeah. just there's like it's it's tough because they do they always do the ITC, which is like the ultra competitive thing. So these guys bring like their the top tier list every time. You know what and I mean? You can, right. 
you can tell they follow what everybody else does because they're all sitting around talking. They're like, oh, so, you know, because the Nova Open was Las uh, Vegas. Or no, it's Las Vegas. Yeah. Sorry. Las Vegas yeah. was this weekend. And they were like, oh, did you see what so-and-so did? And it's like, I don't know who these fucking people are. I don't care who these other people are. That So they clearly follow the, you know, the the medalists and all that type of stuff. And, um, you know, the, the guy I played, I played a guy named John at the end. And our game was super fun. He was super, he was super nice. It was good. Um, I got tabled on like turn four five he went undefeated too he finished second um him yeah he's a nice guy he's i know him from when he was a much younger kid yeah so he so our game was totally fine and um a few things here and there and i would i i I just i wasn't able to hang on with um the reanimation protocols long enough to give myself a chance to because he had three of the invictor war suits and um the big thing he had was two thunder cannons parked inside ruins on the other side of the board and Right, so, so the guy I played had three in a little ruin on the other side of the board. Yeah, yep. so my engineers are dead, you know, even though they're in cover, it does nothing for them. It ignores cover even. So um, it was just tough. It was it, it would have been a tough one for me to win, but I, if I had hung on with my destroyers a little longer, I had him down to one of the war suits um, that was pretty badly damaged. So another round of shooting from the destroyers would have wiped that out. I picked out. I picked the wrong secondary objectives from my game too. Um, he, I've been. I was. I picked recon, which should, which means you have Desolate on every four quarters of the end of your turn, which worked great. Like the other two games I played in, but he has that uh, the Leviathan Dreadnought, which like shoots twenty shots, and in his army it shoots hits on twos, right? And yeah. since it's and it's since it's Space Marine heavy, it's negative three. So he just you know whatever he for the most part whatever that thing shoots at within in any Space Marine army, it's gonna die. Right. 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 Yeah, it's no, negative. It, it's negative three, and you don't suffer the penalty for moving and firing heavy weapons because he's an Iron Hands chapter, yeah. and so then he gets to reroll his misses when he does it too, right? So yeah, I had fun though. I, I had a fun. Time. Yeah, I had fun too. But it did like like five minutes in, walking in, just hearing what everybody was talking about. I was like, I was like, ugh, I'm not gonna enjoy myself. But right, I'm glad right, you right. had a good time. Yeah. How about you, Dave? Um, I don't. Miss 40k tournaments, uh, that I can tell you. But uh, let's see, I've been playing WoW Classic, which I think we talked about last time. So still yeah. playing that. That's been um, that's been kind of fun. I have been reading uh, some of the Gar- Ghost Archipelago uh, Frostgrave stuff. So the fiction stuff or no, no, just the rules let's getting ready. Sorry. Yeah, no, I uh, not not a big reader really. <laughs> Of fiction or of anything words. else. Uh, but that's been kind of fun because I mostly – I've been in this weird rut with painting lately when the um, – so 40K has kind of slowed down a little bit for me. And then – so I painted a ton of Warcry, but that's all pretty well painted. So I was kind of excited. So I grabbed a couple models for my Ghost Archipelago, which are sitting on my desk here. You can hear them. Can yeah, tell yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah. But that's it. I don't know. It's mostly just been video games. A lot of kid stuff going on. Work starting to pick up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, you get into those ruts sometimes. I, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, no, my like I, I kind of mentioned it when Matt was talking. My big thing is I I got some orcs. I did pick up some models a couple weeks ago to to start doing more <laughs> Age of Sigmar stuff as well. But I got the orcs I needed for a uh, warband for Warcry. There, um, it's it's interesting. You, you wouldn't think of orcs as elite um but the way they're the way they work in the new age of sigmar they are they're a low model count army 
Oh yeah, they're really tough. Yeah, um, and even with Warcry, I will. I think I only have five models. Oh, wow. um, that's I real because even but... even Stormcast have like have like six or seven. Yeah, um, but it's really so. Yeah, because it's the 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 war boss is he's a tank. Like Andy hits he hits hard too. Um, and what happens is if you don't bring all of the brutes, you start to lose out on points. Cause I'm, I think I'm like five points shy of a thousand, but if I start bringing boys instead of brutes, you end up like 80 points short or 70 points short and you don't have anything that you can buy mm-hmm. to get in there. Um, yeah, so I, I, I'll have a hard time with objectives, but like once I get somebody somewhere, you know, then then they're a little tougher to move. Yeah, I found, and I've only looked at the two that I've played: Stormcast Eternals and the uh, uh, Nagash. But I, some of the ways they've done the points is kind of frustrating because I have yet to make a build with either of those factions that equals an even thousand points. Well, I, I mean, I don't. I think it's it's even tough to deal with the stuff that comes like the warbands for the game. You know what I mean? Like some of them you can get to a thousand points, but not all of them. Yeah, that's weird to me. But um, but I'm super excited for the Skaven. I pre-ordered the cards yesterday. Um, I've already got all the models. Andy, you were talking about the orcs having big stuff. The Skaven do too. Skaven, you can take ogres and you can take uh, their storm fiends, which are which are big behemoth things. So I'm um, I'm really looking forward to trying the Skaven in Warcry. Yeah, no, that'll. Um, and what's funny too is I think I, I have almost enough um, of the goblins to do um, the uh, Gloomspire gets there, whatever. Because um, I got one of, uh, I had a box of those things from something else, so mm. I might try to paint those up too, just so I have two different different ones. Um, but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that, and then I'll start probably putting some together some of those boys together the yard boys um to eventually play aos as well i'm excited for that too because i've not faced them or seen anybody playing them so uh so it'll be fun to to see them on the table yeah building it's really weird they're they're very under supported in terms of models um and it's it's weird because you you can do for age of sigmar you have the iron jaws and the bone splitters um and you can you can build lists that combine um, units from both, but it it if, from everything I read, there's no there's no real synergy between the two groups um, that much. So you're better off just picking one or the other to build. But they do have some cool things like you can build like you can you can build some like a warg group that's just designed to combine both, but you don't technically have to combine both and there's not there's not really a lot of models there's for the iron jaws there's brutes uh war bosses um some of the art boys and then um some riders and that's you, you do have the coolest model in the age of sigmar range just about though yes yeah the the brute boss on the mock rusher uh, yeah the mock rusher is fantastic it's this it is amazing yeah, it's, it's like it's like the old war boss on Wyvern because it's pretty much a Wyvern, but it just it looks insane. Yeah. And it's like that's a lot of points. And I think hits like a ton of bricks, too. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. So that, I'm looking forward to some of that stuff too. But that's what I that my that was I, I spent a lot of time on those models, um, uh, just trying to get them to look the way I want. Um, I had fun. I'm using orange again, by the way. Um, but uh, I made it a little more rust colored. But I've got all this orange paint, so I'm gonna keep everything's gonna be orange for a while. <laughs> nice. Cool. Have you guys played any games with um, with the beasts or whatever they're called? No, I put four of each together, but I keep forgetting to bring them. Yeah, I don't Wait, own any. That? But I... so when on the in the deck of twist cards, there's ones that have a little beast symbol, and it's like you know, there's a couple random beasts wandering the battlefield, and the box, the mock, the box set, the base box set comes with, uh, I think six of. There's two different types. I think it comes with six of both types, or you could buy just a box of them. Yeah. Huh. So I was thinking about getting those because I I pulled a twist card the other day that called for them and I was like hmm that kind of stinks but uh, and I'll need the card so I figured might as well yeah buy right. the box but if nobody's used them but they they just released a new one um, oh the Minotaur is that what I I know I saw a picture of it in the <clears throat> email the other day and I was oh, like yeah. oh yeah so you can oh, you can take that in a chaos warband or you can like they have scenario missions where you like fight against it. Nice. Yeah, that thing's pretty nasty looking. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he'd just be kind of fun to paint. Yeah, it's from the Monsters and Mercenaries book. Huh. Yeah, I have that. I bought that book specifically just to get the um, the um, orc card like cards. Well, it's not even cards; it's just the stats. That's the only way to get the stats now. Yeah. That's the a new book. I came out the end of la- towards the end of last year. Yeah. It's like a small book, but it shows it's got different scenarios and it has like stuff that you can take for your warband that falls outside of your warband selection stuff. It's mostly for like um Stormcast and like the just the normal armies, but there is some chaos stuff in there too that the warbands from the game can take. Got it. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So yeah. I'm looking forward to that too. So that's kind of a what I've been working on and what I'm looking forward to. Cool. All right. Um, you guys got anything else? All right. No. All right. That'll close out roll call. We'll move into the Thunderdome. Currently, humanity looks to the internet for its information. We have stood at the edge of despair, and would have fallen. If not for awesome podcasts, and their content of everything we love. Now these podcasts are all brought together in one place. Forged in like-mindedness, tempered with a community-oriented forum, covering all things geek, such as wargaming, board gaming, comics, movies, and more. Presenting a lineup of podcasts producing exclusive content for the fans. The Freebooters Network. Trolls want to steal our community. Let them try. Thunderdome's simple. Get to the weapons, use them any way you can. I know you won't break the rules. There aren't any. In this episode's Thunderdome, um, every year we like to talk a little bit about uh, resolutions. Uh, we never go back um, and look at the resolutions we make because that, that's not any fun. Um, because I that's know somebody I else's show. Yeah, uh, somebody like that's 
I also don't stick to any of my resolutions. I just like <laughs> to have grandiose ideas and plans uh, at the yeah. beginning of the year. Um, I think I would be embarrassed if I went back. Now, because I'm trying to write them down this year for us, uh, it may be possible for us to go back um, if we're all still friends um, in 2021. Um, maybe we can maybe we can actually have a show where we revisit some of our 2020 resolutions uh, and see if we stuck, but it's always fun. And we, I think we keep these loose and fun as well. Uh, more talking about what we're, some of what we're looking forward to as well. Um, maybe some things that we want to change about, uh, about what we do. So I thought we'd go through a list of just some things that we're kind of looking forward to things that we want to try out. Um, maybe some things that we want to do differently in the new year. Um, so everybody kind of went through the, the list and such. Um, so I thought we'd start with things that we're looking forward to. Um, and specifically, this was mostly my idea because I have so many models that I haven't painted um, that I wanted to talk a little bit about You know, specific models that I'm actually looking forward to. Um, last couple of years, I've just been trying to get you know armies together to play games. Um, and I haven't really picked out models that I want to paint. Um, so I've got some models that I'm looking forward to painting. Um, so I w- thought we'd go around the horn again to see what you guys are looking forward to painting. Uh, this time I'll start with Dave. Well, I still um, – um, uh, last year, before we went to Adepticon, I went with the mission of wanting to paint some 72-millimeter models. And um, – I, you know, it's funny, it could have been two years ago, but I think it was last year. Um, and I ended up looking at a bunch of different 72 millimeter models that were available, um, but bought a game called Judgment, which I've still never played, although I know Adam uh, would play with me if I asked him to. But uh, it, I ended up buying, I think, four models that came with it because they're they were 72 millimeter scale they look cool so i was like oh i got models to paint and a game and they've been sitting on my like uh so on my desk here i've got this little shelf and my kind of like things i'm excited to paint are sitting there and they're all primed some of them have like a couple base colors on them but i've never like really sat down and gone to town painting them so um when I was thinking about what, what models do I want, they literally stare at me every day while I'm working, and I'm like, oh, I need to do it. Uh, I just need to get out of this painting lull that I'm in. So, um, yeah, check them out. Check out the game, Judgment. If you liked uh, League of Legends or um, I think it's called, like, Heroes of the Storm, it's, it's got a little bit of that where you're kind of your monsters fight and you're collecting crystals, and then if, if you're if – you're, sorry, heroes die – they they come back. It's been a year since I played. I don't remember exactly, but it was fun. Maybe two. Maybe no, two. No, I think that was last year, I think. I think so, too, because I, I think I would have bought another set of models. Cause I, I want to I want to say it was last year, but I'm not 100% sure on that. I don't remember it at all, and I didn't go to Adepticon last year, so it probably was last year. Yeah. <laughs> but it's cool. I got, I got a little dwarf. I've got a, a, like a rogue half orc kind of guy and then this elven flame sorcerer lady and and the base is really cool it's this it's this whirlwind of flame um that i started to paint and then she kind of i'm painting her separately and eventually i'll put her like her 
she's doing this like uh, ballet thing with her toe where you kind of glue her toe back down into the center of the flame. So I think that'll be a really cool model when I'm done, but just need like another year to get it done. <laughs> that's fine. You're, real, you're realistic. That's good. Yeah. 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 Try to be cool. Uh, how about you, Matt? Um, you know, I think this year, uh, is why well, for to get ready for Adepticon, I have to paint some Adeptus Titanicus stuff, and I really enjoy painting the one Warlord model that I actually finished painting. So I'm just I'm looking forward to just sort of finishing that stuff up because they're really they're really awesome models. Um, and now that I have a reason to finish painting them, um, and they're fairly they'll... detailed too, aren't they? Yeah, they basically right. So that um, Forge World does all their 40k scale ones, and they just they were talking about. I listened to one of their Voxcast episodes, which is like the 40k podcast. They yep. shrink it. They shrink it down, remove the details that are too small for you to see, and then send that off to be uh, to be made into a model. That's cool. Yeah. yeah that's so I got like <clears throat> four things I got to paint to finish off my. I'm playing in a, a team tournament with our friend Dan. Or it's right. actually it's a narrative scenario. They don't do a tournament for it, but so I have four four models I got to finish for that, and then I'll just try and finish out some more because I have a bunch of it, um, and nobody around here plays, unfortunately. No, that's um, I think that's out of scope for me. Uh, it actually no, I've I've seen the models. They look cool. Like it's just it, for whatever reason, inside of forty k, they've never those things have never appealed to me. Yeah. What's funny is um. You know, like they talk about it a lot on the I'm a part of a couple of Facebook groups, and if you look at like a standard 40k army, this is actually a cheaper game to play. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. But yeah, you have you have to wanna. It, it feels a lot like it makes it feel like you really are controlling a giant robot with all this stuff you have to do. But it is a a pretty uh, uh, record keeping heavy game like BattleTech. Yeah, oh, I didn't realize it was a lot of record keeping for it. Well, it, it's keeping track. You have like a little terminal for each year get your titans but you gotta keep track of what's going on there oh okay all right that makes sense um all right how about you ian your your entry into the list here is uh is interesting yeah it says chaos shit yeah <laughs> uh yeah so my uh my necrons so i'm focusing on 40k there'll be still be some things here and there that i want to paint like uh i'm not dming for D D anymore i turned that over uh and we started a new campaign so i just had to paint my character uh which was fun but um so the, but there won't be as much me like painting the big bosses and things like that that we face uh on a monthly basis so I, i'll be able to focus more on my age of sigmar and um 40k stuff and for 40k my necrons are, are all done uh and then my white scars are probably 99 percent done i i just added a few new models that are like a new unit um that uh that i'll need to get painted but other than that they're pretty well done uh so so it'll be chaos that i'm focusing on and my uh thulsa doom themed chaos army and i even did some green stuff to make uh for like other chaos lords and everything i made uh uh, i've got thulsa doom of course as my uh uh, sorcerer in terminator armor and then made uh his two henchmen from the movie rexor and thorgrim complete with large hammer and large axe and did even some my first green stuff uh sculpting did hair and stuff for them and i was really happy with how it came out so i'm looking forward to painting that stuff uh i got a land raider for chaos that i got to paint 
I got tons and tons of troops to paint. And then uh, Age of Sigmar-wise, I've, I've got obviously tons of Skaven to work on as well, uh, as well as the Legions of Nagash army that I'm building. So, um, yeah, just just wanting to plug away this year on my uh, on my armies because it is it is nice when everything's all done. Like like yesterday at the tournament we played in, out of the twelve players, Matt, what would you say? How many were fully painted armies? Maybe three or four. I think yeah, there was maybe three. Yeah, the one Ad of those Mac- one of those was a was an uh, a knight army that had like four models in it. So that doesn't really count. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then there was like a, a Sisters of Battle army that was all the old models, so that looked like it had been painted for a while. But yeah, yeah. And then the one that won best painted was um was an Admac one that looked really good. It was like all grimy and dirty and stuff. Um, but um, but it was nice for me to have a, like a fully painted army. Uh, I was I was like that um, and take pride in being able to field you know a fully painted army. So I'm hoping to just plug away at the rest of my uh, GW stuff and and get to that point with um, with Skaven on the Sigmar side and and get my Chaos stuff done on the uh, 40k side. I was just glad I had my army assembled in time. You did, you did. What, were there was there a missing head or two, or uh... Uh, the one 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 uh, model didn't have the face part in because I want to keep that separate, but everything else was oh, together. Yeah. Um, I had picked up three of the models the night before at like ten o'clock. Yeah, I was gonna say I was I was quite impressed because yeah. <laughs> well, what were you I'll, playing then, Matt? This is a battle. Oh, okay. A lot of the uh, the bear heads were blue tacked in because I want to paint them separately, but yeah, they were there. Yeah, they were there. Yeah. Well, it's like when I, I painted the. When I painted those orcs, like I had a, I had to do all their armor separate because yeah. it layers on. Um, in fact, yeah. there was one point I glued something on. I like was like looking at it. I was like, "Holy crap! I got to rip that off!" So I, I pulled it back off before it stuck. I'm like, terrible that I would never get my brush in there. Yeah, I'm terrible with being patient about that stuff so much so so that I I actually screwed myself over with my chaos army because I wanted to do. I want them to do them all in red armor, but I was going to do the backpacks and the shoulder pads in black. And I'm like, like before I started assembling them, I'm like, I'm like, all right, you got to keep the shoulder pads and the backpacks off. No, completely forgot. Put them all on. <laughs> but it's so also it's like, tough because uh, the shoulder, like, would it be just one shoulder pad or both? No, it'd be both. Because a lot of times the shoulder pads are attached to arms now. Like they're no, not. No, not on the ones that I. They are yes, but not on the the sets that I had. They're all yeah. Cool. So I um I finally went through all of my boxes and boxes of bones miniatures um, and organized that into groups. Um, so I, I put in the the, the spreadsheet. I was tra- kind of tracking our ideas here with as dragons, lots and lots of dragons. Um, I would like to paint at least one of them, but I do really want to start to try to make a dent on some of that bone stuff. Uh, but my problem is I've still got couple armies that i need to paint as well but if i'm looking forward to like something that isn't what i'm going to actually game with it's got to be one of the medium-sized dragons i don't know that i'm looking forward to conquering one of the really big ones um but um in terms of something to paint just to have fun painting that's that's why the the orc uh, Warband for Warcry was so fun because it was just five models, like, and I knew I could be done. And I really don't have to do too many more to get up to Age of Sigmar either. But yeah, for me, trying to paint some of those really nice bones models that I've been I've had for years would be fun. Nice. Yeah, we have a habit in this group of kind of going back to games that we 
kind of play a lot um, and kind of sticking with those. Um, but, you know, we, we do kind of branch out every once in a while, try to try new things as well. Um, so I wanted to kind of see what you guys were thinking about. Uh, about a, And again, it can be any game. It can be board game, tabletop, miniature, RP, uh, RPG that you're, you're kind of looking forward to playing. Um, um, maybe, you know, maybe it's something that's been out for a while, but you just haven't had a chance to play or something you played a long time ago you want to play again um but i just thought it'd be fun to kind of see what what you're looking forward to kind of in terms of something newer to us um this time i'll uh, i'll start out with with you ian uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm actually really excited that you and Justin and Greg and the guys that I really um, enjoy playing a lot with have kind of dipped your toe into Age of Sigmar. Um, He's tired of playing me. Uh, you and Adam, yeah. I mean, but that, but I'd get tired of anybody. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's fun to face different armies and uh, in addition to different players. So I'm, I'm really happy that you guys are uh, jumping in on Age of Sigmar because I, I really feel like it's a, it's a very strong game. It's good. It's, it's got a lot of the feel of 40K, but it's got enough wrinkles to it to make it its own thing. And I've always really enjoyed the fantasy aspect of it. And I love, uh, you know, that I can play Skaven like I did, you know, 20 years ago when I first started playing a Daka Daka. And, um, you know, get those on the on the table, and uh, I like a lot of new things that they've added to the game, like um, being able to have kind of your own terrain pieces for each army. Like the Skaven have the the gnaw holes; these are these like things that they can tunnel in and out of, and you can bring entire units up through on a different part of the table. And the uh, Legion of Nagash army that I'm building have four little like cemetery plots around the board where you can summon models or bring back models and stuff. So there's just a lot of fun stuff to it. And I'm really happy that that you and, uh, you know, Justin and Greg, like I said, are all getting into it so that we'll have more people to play. And I really feel like we'll be able to play a lot more of it this year. So uh, Age of Sigmar is the one for me that I think I'm most looking forward to this year. Well, it also looks like it plays a lot faster. Um, yeah, I mean, yes and no, because a lot of times, like, there's, I have units with, like, 40 or 60 models in it, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of me just shoving (laughs) handfuls of models forward, but, so that can get a little tedious, but the, um, I think overall, because there's less shooting, uh, that's, I think that's a a big thing that cuts down on a ton of it when, you know, you're talking about 40k, where there's tons and tons of shooting, and potentially tons and tons of hand-to-hand, and then in, uh, you know, Age of Sigmar, there's very little shooting and, and lots of hand-to-hand and maneuvering and stuff like that. So I, I agree, though. Uh, yeah, games definitely do go faster. Well, it just looks it, it looks simpler, too, because even, even if you talk about, like, when you can cast, you know, you, you have spells, which I guess you could equate to kind of the, some of the psychic abilities there. And then what? you get into the, <clears throat> the attack, like the shooting and stuff. It, it just seems more uh, more simplified. Right, because Age of Sigmar has a, a flat two hit roll, three plus, and a flat damage roll, you know, dependent like a three plus. So you don't have right. to compare strength and toughness. But the big thing that Age of Sigmar doesn't have is it doesn't have, you know, every army doesn't have 36 stratagems to use, right? It, yeah. You have yeah. maybe one or two, depending on, there's like a th- like three everybody can use. And then that like maybe some of your commanders in your army give you another one, but you only also get one command point a turn. Right, right, like, yeah. right. So, right, 
Yeah, no, I um, I've been watching some battle reports on it just to kind of get a feel for it too, just to to kind of see. Um, yeah, it looks it looks pretty straightforward, and it looks pretty brutal once you get into hand to hand and like. It, it seems to me too. A lot of times in 40k, you can you can lock units up for a really really long time, just like kind of slugging away at each other. Where this, once you kind of get in there, everybody kind of hits pretty hard, unless they were a true kind of shooter. And even then, like there's not a lot of like in the orcs, there's no shooters at all. There's right. Oh, they don't they don't have any archers. They don't have any archers oh, wow. now on That's the very orky. On the bone spitter side, there are, but on the orc side, there are none. I think maybe the guys on riders might have a spear option, but I think they still like it's like when you ride in, you're throwing it. But even then, there's nothing. I think, and I yeah, yeah, it's all it's all about getting <laughs> into combat and smashing, which is really interesting too. Um, that I've only been finding out just by kind of reading forums and stuff like you you were talking about the terrain pieces Ian and like the endless spells. Yep. The orcs don't have any of that. They don't? There's no Not terrain yet. pieces, no uh, yeah, they endless will. spells. They will. They will. Well, that's what I mean. It's really interesting. Like I'm really excited. Like I think they have a very playable list right now but they have none of those special things right now. Yeah, I'm, like yeah. I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to you getting them together because I really want to, I want to see what they look like on the table and how they play and stuff. Well, yeah. and what I like is in our little group, right, everybody plays a different army for Age of Sigmar. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. And technically, I probably have enough to do a goblin army, too, out of my uh, Kings of War stuff, too. Yeah, you'd have, like, mainline troops and stuff, but there's a lot of yeah. specialized stuff in the Gloom Spite. Like, they have yeah. a lot of crazy, like, squig hoppers and things like that. Yeah, which I just don't, I don't really like those models that much, but... Justin's uh, got a ton of them now. I know. Yeah, cool. Um, all right, how about you, Matt? Uh, what are you looking forward to in terms of a game for 2020? Well, I think same thing as Ian, right? Uh, the Age of Sigmar, because I really like that game, and it was really just Ian and I playing. Occasionally, you get in a game with Adam or something, but now I'll have a much wider uh, field of players now that you guys are picking it up. Cool. And also, uh, Titanicus, again, because I I played it once when it came out. I loved it, but I haven't played it since. All right, right, right. Well, I'm glad you're getting to play out at Adepticon. That'll be uh, that's always nice to be able to play again. Dave, you put you put um, one on here that uh, have you played this at all yet? No. Put well, that. yes. So the um, there was an event at Adepticon, uh, but it was paper models. So I have not had an opportunity to play with my stuff, but I have been painting it and reading the rules and stuff. It's uh, we should probably say it's God. No, no, I was going to see how long we can go. (laughs) God tier parentheses blood rage. Yeah, nobody wants to know that. (laughs) I bought a starter set yesterday, Dave. Yes, I'm pretty excited. No, I, I mean, it's a fun game. Um, what's interesting is it actually. So you guys were talking about God, God tier, and I, I there are things about God tier, um. Sorry, similar to Warcry, and I like both of the games, but I think the the funny thing about them is there's they don't have like tons and tons of depth, you know. Like I think they're they're fun, quick games, um, and that's I'm a little nervous about that with God Tier. Like I think it's 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 going to be a fun game, but like Warcry, like you, you there's not like it's not like 40k where it's gonna 
you know, blow your mind, if that makes sense, you know? That was actually what attracted me to, to God Tier, why I actually bought the starter. I, I had credit <laughs> at the store, for one thing, and one of the starters had two things that looked cool to me. I'm always drawn in, uh, for whatever reason, to the undead. So this one had, like, a like a big, crazy lich-looking dude and five, uh, like, skeleton zombie creature things. And then a female uh, sorcerer called a Crystal Mancer and, like, three little crystal golems. So I'm like, all right, I like the undead and those little crystal crystal golem dudes are going to paint up in about 30 seconds with contrast paint so so that appealed to me but also i i kind of just having the board and everything all be self-contained in one box my thought was like if i only play this a handful of times with like dave or if i get you know if my kids want to give it a try or if i even get amy to give it a try it's all self-contained it's not going to be a huge investment and if i like it awesome i've got to you know i can play this and and if i don't end up playing it i'll you know uh, at some point down the road i'll you know, sell it or, or pass it on to somebody else that'll use it. So it, it didn't seem like a big investment for what could potentially be a decent little, you know, quick filler type uh, fun game. Yeah. And, and it's, I'm glad to see like that it's picking up, right? Like Chris, Christian is into it. I'm glad, you know, Ian, I'm glad you like it. I feel like uh, once it sees the table a little bit, people will be excited to play it. And like, I literally have everything. So I, I also like that nobody needs anything like Ian, you've got a starter set, but if you're like, Hey, can I borrow a faction? Cause you know, Kaiden wants to try it out. I can supply everything that exists for the game at this moment. So <laughs> yeah, nice. that's cool. Yeah. We should definitely bring it to winter retreat because, um, uh, you know, there might be some I, like there was a I can't even remember what we played, but there was at one point toward the end of the weekend last year, you and I, Dave, were, were we played a two-player game because oh I think we played Squirrel or Die for sure, and I think yeah. we maybe even played something else just you and I. So so there's definitely two-player options. So I'll you know if you bring a couple things or I'll just bring my starter box and call it good. But but yeah, I think we'll <clears throat> maybe have a chance to play. Cool. Uh, the other one that's on there, I just have been drooling over these models, and it's uh, so I put on Blood Rage. If people don't know what Blood Rage is, it's um, actually don't even know. It's like I know it's the Ragnarok, <laughs> like Vikings. I don't yeah, know how to describe it's it. It's a cool mini or not, right? Cool mini or not game. Yes. Am I thinking it, of the right it's, one? It's a yep. it's a worker placement board game. Your workers are fighters, and they have different strengths. Yeah, yep. but they have but the models are awesome. Yeah. That's all I care about. I, so I, I really it, like literally just want them all. to Ragnarok. So I thought I played it. How long has this game been out for? I played it. Didn't oh, I, wow. Matt? Were you there? Did, didn't I play this at Flores Game Day a year or two? Probably. Yeah, I, I, play, I feel like I play with Megan and yeah, it's a little map. You place the guys on the map. You can get monsters and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I did play it. Yeah, the you, it's drafting at the yeah. beginning of the turn. But I think I, it's old enough now that I was like, like it's always been on the back of my brain is like i want to get it and i want to paint those models and i want to have this game and it it popped up on my radar the other day because i guess there's a video game coming out or something and i was like all right i really need to like go make this happen you should yeah i um yeah i played this i played this i think when it first came out like we were that's when we were still going to millie's i think yeah it's i think it's been out that long yeah yeah I, I believe oh, wow. it. yeah Fun game. So, anyway, cool. I just wanted to throw that out there because you guys will know in a year when Andy asks us whether or not I, I, I pulled the trigger on this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think if you can, I bet, I wonder if you could find a deal on it at Adepticon. Yeah, I'm hoping. Keep it's been out deal. for long enough. So, 
If you listen to our show, bring it to the yard sale at Adepticon and sell it to the <laughs> yard sale. Um, so I put on mine. So um, years ago, purchased uh, a Fantasy Grounds license, and I want to try that out this year. Originally, I'd hoped to do the so the new D and D Essentials kit has rules for doing D and D with one person. Um, so basically you're able to do kind of campaigns where there's just a DM and a single player. So I'm hoping to try to do that with, uh, with Rafe. Um, mostly cause I, I don't get to role play with him uh, that often. And if there's anyone out there that could test my ability to <laughs> get a game to work on fantasy ground, I think it would be him. Plus he actually has experience using, I don't know if they used Fantasy Ground or if they used Roll20, but he did a campaign a number of years ago with um, Doc and some of those guys where they did um, they used one of those tabletop simulators to, to play. So I want to try that out. But yeah, I have I have the full license and I have you know some of the other ones, but I don't I don't necessarily want to commit to anything big yet. So, uh, but I want to try that out, but I'm hoping if that works then that'd be like, I could, you know, potentially eventually do something with like Dan and Pat and even Terrace, you know, where those are guys I'd really love to role play with, but scheduling would, is always going to be tough, but the geography makes it nearly impossible. So if I can eliminate one of the things that makes it hard, that'd be a lot of fun. So that's my, that's my big thing for this year is, is just trying to get, get at least one under my belt to see how it works and see if I like it and then potentially do something from there. That's awesome. That was yeah, actually I a like lot of fun. It. All right, let's, um, we'll, we'll keep moving on here, moving out of kind of the, the gaming realm for a second. Um, and I know Ian and I have our own kind of comic book show, but I, I'm always like kind of fascinated by what you guys like to read and, um, that type of stuff too. And, and by read, I always use that loosely because I know at least me and Dave and I think Matt too have need to listen to our books now. Um, but I'm just curious kind of if there's something this year that you, that you're really looking forward to reading, listening to looking at, we'll go ahead and we'll, uh, we'll start with Matt because what Matt wrote down is kind of interesting to me. Yeah. I believe there's a, a, a new Dresden book is coming out this year. Yeah. Um, I don't know which number it is. It's probably like 14 or 15. Oh, sorry, it's been ahead. quite no. I was just gonna say it's been quite a while since the last one came out. Yeah, it's been it's been a number of years, and what's interesting too is I think I fell off um, at, at a certain point. I think it was like Cold Files or something was like one of the last ones. Oh, Cold Day, the Skin Game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, twenty fifteen was the last one. Yeah, so, so five years. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's um, Martin George Martin esque. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. it's not quite that bad, but yeah. <laughs> but he was putting out like one almost every year. Yeah. For a while, like yeah, between 2000 and 2015, he wrote 15 books. He's basically putting out one a year. Yeah, and this uh, is the this is the 20th anniversary, which I guess is why he's doing it this year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah, I'll probably yeah, I might listen to that one. I have to go back. That's the only thing. Like I'd have to go back and, and listen to some of those. They're they're not all they're not that long of books though. You know what I mean? That's true. I remember reading them fast. Yeah, and they're all on Audible. Yeah, yeah. 
But it's part of the problem too. Is yeah, I think they've got yeah the audio length. Yeah, they're all less than twenty. Yeah, they got longer towards the end. But yeah, I love that they do that now. When they list list a book, they also list like what its audio stats are. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Makes it easier That's, to pick one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Ian, you just you, yours is pretty vague there. Uh, yeah, I just want to read more comic books. Uh, when we do our Hero Man and Sidekick Boy a podcast, uh, Andy always has tons of books that he's reading every month, and I, I don't have that many anymore since a few of the ones I was reading have stopped. And uh, so I just want to want to read more comics. And uh, I also realized today too, I was talking to my mom, and uh, she's reading. Uh, I'm not even going to tell you what she's reading, but it was uh, it was a Stephen King book that was divisive on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> and uh it divisive think, in the sense that none of us read it yeah uh and it killed an entire segment of the show uh but anyway <laughs> she's uh she is reading and enjoying eleven twenty two sixty three, and it made me realize that i have uh even though i'm way behind on stephen king books and i haven't been able to keep up with his output over probably the last 15 years or so i've still bought a lot of them so um there's a bunch on my shelf that i haven't read so i think i'm gonna make an effort to uh to dive into a a king book and uh actually i just realized too in saying that that there's a book that i want to read we're going on a cruise in a few weeks and i want to i like to have a book to read you know when i'm chilling on the beach or whatever and i have ordered um Vacation Land by John Hodgman, uh, which is supposed to be quite funny, and it's it's tales of him. His family would go to the beaches in Maine uh, every summer, so it's like uh, like you know, kind of growing up stories and crazy stuff. And I, I really like John Hodgman, so uh, I'm looking forward to reading that as well. Nice, nice. How about you, Dave? Well, I have a stack of comics. That if I were to put a ruler up against, it's probably about nine inches tall, um, and I just have not been reading them. So I I want to finish Walking Dead. Um, I've got all that just sitting there. Uh, the the other book I didn't put this on the sheet, but I was thinking about this earlier. I really want to listen to Dune before the new Dune comes out. I don't know when oh, that yeah. is. I can't remember, but I haven't. I think it's this year. Yeah, I, I think so too. I just I, I'm assuming it's late in the year because it hasn't it would, come it up would yet. Have to be. Yeah, it would have to be. Let me. Um, I may have a DRM free copy of that, Dave. Let me look. Oh, well, that would that, be, be able to share with you. Um, would you Would you want to read it, or listen to it, Dave, or, or actually physically read it? Oh no, listen to it. I <laughs> okay. could never read that much. <laughs> okay, because I was because I do I have a paperback. <laughs> oh, I have a paperback copy too, but I was smarter than that with Dave. Actually, I'm going to look up when the movie comes out because that's a good idea, Dave. I should read I should reread that too. I've read that so many times. December nineteenth, so you got most of the year. Oh, yeah. that'll be perfect, Dave. We'll see if you actually make it to it. Me too. I'm going to do that too. I'm actually I'm going to find my the bookshelf is right behind me. I'm going to find my copy of it and bring it upstairs. Speaking of which, does anybody care that that Harley Quinn movie comes out in two weeks? I kind of want to see it because I like some of the secondary characters like uh, Renee Montoya and Huntress and stuff. So um, I don't know that I'll go see it at the movies, but I'll I'll definitely check it out when it comes on TNT in like six months or whatever. But um, <laughs> Fair time, I, I was shocked that it's coming out now because I felt like I've heard almost nothing about it. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, February, whatever. And I was like, February 7th. Just... What I heard was lots of reshoots, just like Suicide Squad. 
I don't know. I'll check. I didn't hate Suicide Squad. It just was kind of a mess script wise. Like the first 15 minutes when it shows, like when it sets up all the bad guys, I thought was awesome. Like I really uh. felt it felt very comic booky, and I I really liked it. But I felt like the overall story was pretty pretty weak. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't hate it. I was just confused by that movie, and I don't think uh, I don't understand in this day and age how. Like you can make a mainstream movie that's confusing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, if I'm going to see David Lynch, fine, I can be confused. But if I'm going to see a movie with Will Smith in it and Margot Robbie, I shouldn't be confused. Like there should be like I just didn't I, I didn't get the like there were so many characters in there. Like yeah, like you said, Ian, it's problems with the script. Yeah. Cool. Do you? Um, I, I have to just ask uh, since we're tangenting, and I like it. Uh, yeah. do, did you guys see the Joker? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see it. No, yeah, yeah. Ma, actually, Melissa wanted to watch it, so we we watched it together last weekend. Yeah, I saw it. It was. Uh, I thought it was really good. But okay, we'll wait till you guys see it, and then we can talk about it. That's interesting. That's one of the first times I think that me, me and Dave have seen a <laughs> a movie in that genre that Matt and uh, Ian have not. That doesn't happen point. very often. <laughs> Space oh, time since, since since we're movie tangenting, I will say I saw 1917 last week and it's phenomenal. Yeah, like I'll pro- yeah, I don't know when I'm going to get a chance to you, see that. You one, should but... see it on the big screen if you can. Yeah. But we'll see. But it's, it's really it's an impressive piece of uh, filmmaking. Cool. All right, what about yours? Uh, so I put on mine, I want to just read at least one a month. And by read, that could be listened to it as well. Um, I am sitting on three Audible credits. That does not also translate <laughs> to exactly how many unread books that I have in my Audible library. Um, yeah, I've got a, I've got, I'm a little behind. So I'd really like to try to be better about that. Um, as a quick tangent, I'm sorry, Dave. The book I recommended to you is terrible. <laughs> yeah, I, was, um, I didn't it? make it too far in, but I might. I might be was able it to Monster turn Hunter. It. No, it was <laughs> called <laughs> "The Powers of Earth." It's by an author who's from New Hampshire. I thought it was going to be. It had a cool, uh, or he's from he's from Massachusetts, but lives in uh, New Hampshire now. He it it had a cool kind of concept. But he is so his characters are they're just stereotypes. <laughs> they're just like vicious stereotypes. Like and and not like negative stereotypes, but they're just like Ian, describe a Texan for me. <laughs> Wait, a stereotypical Texan? Yep. Uh cowboy hat, big belt buckle, tall Where's the Alamo? Yeah. Okay. Yes, that is exactly the character, but he's in space instead. Like, and he, he's, he, he made a gun. Like, and he's space a. Jackson. Yeah, it, it's. Oh, God. Like, and they're. Sam Hughes. I'm going to spoil a little bit. So, in the future, right, the, the military is, is open to anyone to join, regardless oh, of. Regardless of your level of physical ability. So even if you are confined to a wheelchair, they have to make accommodations for you to be in the military. The way it's described, it's not to be inclusive. It's like they've ruined the military by making accommodations for everyone to be here. Again, (laughs) going on that 
tangent. Like it's just, it is, it's hard. To, and I think he's doing it to mock those people, but it's so hard to listen to that. I'm just like, I, all right, I get it. Like everything is just an over the top stereotype. I don't know how far you made it into it, Dave. Like not far, because uh, I Dex and I were listening to some other books, and I've not been doing a lot of driving. But yeah, if it's that bad, I may. Uh... Yeah, I'm sorry, Dave. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wasted a credit of yours this month. Uh, hey, somehow yeah. I will make it up to you. So, I just got Dune, my paperback copy of Dune, off the bookshelf. Uh, do we want to bring back book buddies to for everyone to read Dune? Doesn't have to be for next month, but just at some point before the movie. November. I will. Uh, all right. Sure. I'll do one better. April is kind of our next open one. That gives us a couple months to at least get started on it. Maybe we can say by April. Well, this text is awfully small. <laughs> nice. All right. I get an old copy. I like my old copy. I mean, if you want to go Audible, it's only 21 hours and two minutes. What would it cost for one of you to come over and read it to me? $7.50. cents. Yep. All right. That sounds good. That sounds... Uh... I read 20,000 words per minute. You got to read it in the drawl of a space Texan, though. Yeah, I'll I'm be sorry. A space I didn't Texan in a wheelchair. Books, but... <laughs> Uh, space Texan in a wheelchair. Yeah. Oh, it looks like the Dune one, too, has multiple voices, too. It's not just one. Oh, multiple generators. Right. This is awesome. It's read by the ghost of Frank Herbert. Yeah. That's, that's cool. All right. Let's roll back in here. All right. It's getting it's getting later here, too, so we're, we're going we're gonna to skip what we're giving up, I think. Um, what? That, that's the, my favorite thing to talk about. Okay. Then you Let's can start first with that one. All right. What hobby thing do you plan to give up this year, Ian? Uh, buying new armies, which I've already pledged in person to, like, Greg and Matt and Justin. I'm not, I will not buy a new army for 40K or Age of Sigmar this year. Uh, so <laughs> I can super only... specific. It is. It, because last year, like, how many... you just bought a new game yesterday. <laughs> That's not for GW. That's not GW. I'm okay. I'm talking 40k and Age of Sigmar. I am not going to buy any new armies. Uh, I'm going to focus on what I already have, adding things to the armies I already have. Um, Chaos, I still need a bunch of stuff. The uh, Legions of Nagash for Age of Sigmar, I've I bought a bunch of stuff or got it for Christmas and have a ton of stuff to assemble. I have a ton to paint, ton to assemble. No new armies this year. No new GW armies for Age of Sigmar or or 40k or specifically. 40K. Okay. Okay. Right. Well, that doesn't yeah. mean but like this like... model is for 50k. <laughs> yeah, I like no it. new armies. I think that's good, actually. I actually, I, I was gonna, I was gonna, I almost started typing no new models, and then I was like, what am I talking about? That's stupid. <laughs> We're going to Adepticon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so Matt's just giving up RPGs altogether. I mean, I might play in one-offs, but playing a campaign just takes up too much time, and it's always a pain to coordinate and. Yeah, that's um, yeah. that's part of the reason I dropped um, out of DNT as well. Um, I was on the coordination email where that was happening, so I understand. <laughs> yeah. And and it's funny because I got you know this is like I said I stepped away from DMing and now Jeremy's DMing for us and and trying to coordinate everybody and he was like oh my god and I was like yep welcome to my headache. <laughs> well, and how many people were in that are in that new one, Ian? It's it's only six. It's not that bad. It ended but up. But it would have been seven with me. 
Yes. And eight with me. Yeah. 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 But that's um, a, that, but I also, think seven is a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. We we've had a big one anyway. The and the um not everybody shows up. Like even this first one, um, you know, we were missing a couple people. So that's why I've always kept the big party. I mean, in the in the seven and a half years that we did, you know, cloaks and then the fallen stars one, the I think I ran close to one hundred sessions. The amount of times we had seven players it was probably single digits. Maybe right. maybe ten to a dozen at the most out of those hundred sessions. Yeah, Jonathan had that freed kid. Yeah, Jonathan was out when he was out a while for school. Um, yeah. You know, um, you know Joel when Joel was in the group, Joel would miss a lot due to work. Um, you know, Christian was in and out. Andy, when you joined, you'd you'd miss sometimes because of work, and yeah. so it just it, it's it's tough to get that many. So that's why I've never minded having a big group because on the odd chance that everybody's there, you just roll with it. So, um, but yeah, it, it it you know that type of stuff is is tough, and I and I get it, and I needed a mental break myself from DMing, so that's why I'm happy to just be playing in Jeremy's campaign for Descent into Avernus, and and also in Dungeon Crawl Classics. I'm I just show up and I and I play, and I don't have to do all the prep stuff. I can just you know show up and have fun and and that's um you know with me transitioning in a new job and everything i i think that's what i really needed so i'm actually really excited and we had a great time playing the first uh, session the other night so yeah, but i get that's... it i get it there's you know there's a lot going on because yours is along the same lines too there dave yeah so mine i just want to so i i put scale back on my tuesday rpgs i'd really i, I actually love rpgs and i would love to figure out a way to like play a game every other Sunday or which I know is probably impossible, but I'd love to find another way to play RPGs more frequently, but I, I want to try as much as possible to get back to Tuesdays, just be in my gaming night. Um, you got to set up. You want to do whatever you want to do for an RPG Do set up a nice one-off. That's what I was hoping people would do that, but thus far it hasn't happened. So yeah. I'm not a huge one-off fan. I agree personally. with you, Dave. I agree oh, with you. All right. Uh, because for me, like, I'd rather sit down and play, like, Rangers of Shadowdeep or Warcry or, like, I like miniature games for my just kind of hanging out. At DCC, I will say, is a rare exception because I do think those funnel things are, are a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but, like, the thing that I love about an RPG is the same thing I love about XCOM and everything else. Like, I like to see things develop. Um, but I have... Like I joined the, you know, I played in your game, Ian, which was a lot of fun. And then I joined uh, another game and then I was like, well, now I got two games and that's too many games. I don't want to play two games. And now I'm back to two games again. And even though one is supposed to be like every once in a while, but it seems like it's all the time. Um, so, yeah, just really at the end of the day is the goal of just trying to keep my Tuesdays for fun games that i really love which are miniature games and andy yours is interesting well so what i realized is since i'm not in jeremy's um dnd campaign that usually plays the same time as the one that dave's in so besides matt that's a lot of our group that's not that's not available on that third Tuesday of the month. Um, and since I don't always have free Tuesdays, I don't want to not play games because I don't have my core group to play. So I want to be more open to playing AOS and Warhammer at, you know, Midgard 
with people that maybe I don't know as well. Because um, I always feel like I don't – like I see those guys at the store, but I don't really talk to anybody there besides you guys. So I would like to give up not playing with strangers. Nice. Yeah, and there's some other people. I mean, obviously, you could play with Adam, some with Age of Sigmar yeah. and stuff, but there's there's a few other 40K players that we play, like the, um, Matt Shramix. Uh, he's a nice guy. You know, you can play with him. And, um, yeah, there's 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 other players there. So, yeah, I think that, that'll be I think that'll be good. And I tried to do that too with the uh, 40k league. I wanted to, to try and play other players too. So perfect. All right, let's uh, let's rattle through these last few here. What is something completely new that I want to try? I'm just gonna. I have already talked a little bit about it. I never played Warhammer Fantasy, um, so Age of Sigmar is also brand new to me. But like I said, it just looks much simpler. Um, I'm taking a very different approach. I'm I've got more of a low model count army. I'm hoping that's going to work for me. So I'm excited about that. And then we're just going to go right across in this spreadsheet. So we're going to jump to you, Ian. Rangers of Shadowdeep. Uh, we've talked about it quite a bit. I've got the the book, uh, the uh, sorry, the PDF now, and look through. It looks really fun. Uh, I know you guys are excited about it too, and I think we plan to play at the winter retreat. So I'm I'm really looking forward to giving that a try. Yeah, and we might have to break that up a little bit too because it scales well to four but past four it's going to be tough i think well i wondered uh, if maybe so we'll we see. just don't play with the companions and we play with five players or something but we'll figure it out yeah yeah we can figure that out dave you had an interesting one on there as well yeah uh i think i spent like 125 bucks on painting classes at adepticon um and uh, so anyway i put wet blend painting i just i was trying to think of like i want to paint more i want to well i don't want to paint more i want to paint better like i do a lot of kind of painting for the table but i know there are really cool techniques that i could get better at if i just practice but i tend to just dry brush or airbrush and kind of paint with contrast paint or do whatever because i think they look cool um but i i just want to see if i can pick up my painting game at all nice nice all right what about you matt something completely new I don't really have one. I would rather I want to play the games I already have rather than <laughs> no. I don't. I just when I I'm think that's all what he's laughing at. The spreadsheet. He's not laughing at that. <sighs> yeah, I, I hear you, but that's but that, that what's nice about that too is that's almost like that's what you want to try to do this year is not try new things and stick with what like what you've invested a lot of time and money into. Well, even, you know, Adam, like last week when I was there, Adam was, they were playing Malifaux. They have a new version out. Like, I already have Malifaux, so I don't need to buy, you know, any new stuff. So, right. but I can still, you know, try the new version. So, stuff like that. Oh, they have a new version out? Because that seemed to fall off with that group. Because I used to see them there on Tuesdays playing that, like, all, like consistently. Yeah, well, what happened is they, just... they had they had second edition, and then it took them, like, a year and a half to to do, to transition to third. Like, there's a lot of playtesting and stuff for it, I guess. So Yeah. All right, let's um, let's wrap this up with our last category here. There's some inappropriate stuff going on on our spreadsheet here, uh, which it's not surprising. It's it's getting later. Um, just... I just want to just throw out there, nerd herders giveaway. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. Th- which one are you, Dave? Uh, the yellow one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Oh, it's not fair that we're laughing about it and then listeners can't see it. Oh, oh you but, don't want it. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad. That they can't. Put this, have have them put this up as the picture that accompanies the episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad they can't see this. Um, all right. Um, we'll wrap this up by talking about kind of the, the one big thing that you're looking forward to in uh, 2020. Um, Ian and Dave's are pretty close to each other, so um, Ian, why don't you go first here? Yeah, I just put conventions because uh, um, I always look forward to Dragon Con, but I'm especially excited this year because Amy's going to be coming with me for the first time. Uh, she's never been. I think she's going to have a really good time. Uh, our buddy Chris Flores is going with his boys, so he's going to be down there. Uh, so uh, there's going to be new people uh, experiencing it and uh, seeing what I've been doing for the last you know 20 odd years that I've been going. So I'm excited for that and. I'm really excited for Adepticon this year because for the first time, uh, all five of us nerd herders will be there together. Uh, I've only been twice before, and the first year Dave wasn't able to make it, and then the next time Matt wasn't able to make it. So this will be the first time that uh, all five of us are there together. And uh, I did, I missed last year, so be able to see like uh, Dan Roberts and Pat from Mantic and Adam Pitzer and uh, all the you know Terrace will be there. So ton of people that I don't get to see all the time and plus just spend, you know, like five, six days, whatever it is with, uh, with you guys and have fun. And it's a fun convention. So I'm, I'm really excited for Adepticon. Cool. Dave, yours sounded pretty similar. Yeah. I, I just, I'm really looking forward to, uh, I wrote Adepticon and stuff. <laughs> um, but Nurturers Retreat is always fun, but I think specifically at Adepticon, I'm really looking forward to my like semi one-on-one painting session. Um, I just think that, I don't know, my expectations are probably crazy high, but I think it'll be a lot of fun and, um, looking forward to that. Yeah. I think as long as the person who's doing it is like, it has it well organized, you'll be, you'll be fine. Yeah. What about you, Matt? I think mine's the same as them at Depticon. I, I haven't, I missed the last two years. So, uh, I'm looking forward to going back. I haven't seen, you know, like Dan or Adam in a couple of years, so. Yeah, you nice to catch up with those guys. I haven't seen Terrace in a couple of years either, actually. So, yeah, those are always yeah. Adepticon is a ton of fun, so um, I, that's one thing I'm looking forward to. But um, I'm gonna buy a, a new 3D printer this year, so that's um, because I've backed four or three, three campaign or three different Kickstarters for 3D terrain. And my Prusa is the older Mark II, and I was they have an upgrade kit, but the upgrade kit costs almost as much as a new printer, and I'd have yeah. to print the parts myself. Um, <laughs> and so, what I what I what I realized is, <laughs> is I just know I need something that is so. I think the reason I bought the Prusa printer originally was it was kind of very open source. It was people loved it because of it was it was simple and and people could really play around with it and there wasn't a lot of kind of corporate and Prusa did a great job of like as they made changes, you know, you know, improvements, you could kind of buy those improvements. But um I think what I'm gonna go for is one of the ones that's more designed for like schools and like um where it's it's really hard to mess up and it's a little bit more heavy duty and it's a little bit more like a lot more plug and play like prusa 
like I thought would be plug and play, but there was a lot of tinkering to it. Um, and I'm just, I'm not that good at that. Um, so there's a couple out there. The maker bots are, are really expensive, but Dremel has one now that's kind of in my price range. Um, and it's like, it's enclosed too. So it should be quieter as well. Um, but I just really, really want to print up. Like I have a so much like terrain files that I want to print. Um, Justin's it. Sorry, is it just? I mean, I don't know if you've seen anything Justin's printed, but his his is great. He's doing some really good stuff. Yeah, uh, Justin's a little like a little bit better with the tinkering stuff than I am too. I would say too. So, because um, he has an SLA one too. If I'm, do you know? I'm pretty sure he had. But yeah, I no, think no, he's no. got a resin printer. It's yeah, resin. That's, yeah, it's yeah, resin. that's what. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, so I don't. I don't want. I want to do mostly terrain i think and i want to do like a lot of it and i think it'll i think just the the same kind of style of printer that i have now will help me out with that too um because i'm not as because he's doing a lot more fine detail stuff using it to kind of make attachments for models and stuff i'm looking to go the other way like higher higher volume of stuff but i get a bonus this year so i already decide what i'm doing with that nice yeah but that is what we're kind of looking forward to in 2020. It'd be interesting to revisit this uh, towards the end of the year. Maybe we can do that as part of our kind of November, December timeframe. Take a look back at this. Oh, man, uh, it'll be fun to to see if something cool comes out for uh, 40K or um, – but I, can't, I really can't think of anything that – that's gonna trick Ian into buying. <laughs> it's gonna be an, an army specifically designed for Ian that's available for a limited time. Yeah, but like I can't <laughs> yeah. think of anything that that would possibly come out that like Space Conan. Yeah. <laughs> Dwarf Conan orcs. Yeah. Well that's the thing, is like he's got that are already painted for twelve dollars. <laughs> he's got enough that I think he's pretty solid on that prediction. Yeah, I just got tired of like I don't even I don't even want to go over the list of armies I've bought and sold over the last <laughs> started. Sold a couple in like two weeks. Yeah, that's why I had to do this. I had to say nothing new this year. <laughs> I remember nothing. you were so you were so excited about Catachans. You even got them for like your birthday. Then you're like, I don't want these anymore. Yeah, <sighs> I just they weren't. Yeah, it wasn't what I was hoping it would be. Yeah. Um. You know, models wise, I, I just wasn't excited about about doing it, and yeah, so that yeah, yeah it, it needed to happen. We, I needed. To we tried the, to tell you, the yeah. Catachan models aren't great models. I know, but I wanted to make them like GI Joe. Yeah, when they re-sculpt them inside at some point, then you can do it. Hopefully, yeah. that's twenty twenty one. Yeah, nothing new this year. Cool. All right, so I think that wraps things up for uh, episode 127. Um, again, hopefully, you know, some of the things that we talked about are things that you guys are looking forward to as well. Um, you know, feel free to kind of let us know what you guys are thinking too uh, on our Facebook page. Um, we also have a, a Twitter and Instagram too. Uh, I think Facebook's probably the easiest way to, to get a hold of us. But yeah, we'd love to hear what you guys think too about. Um, what's coming up for 2020 you can catch us on tiktok <laughs> yeah if you want to pay us you can get a cameo yeah hey yeah, my uh, daughter asked me the other day how many people listen to the show and i was like I, I really don't know and she's like well i got 72 likes on my tiktok <laughs> i was like it's probably more so if you do listen to the show 
Check out Dave's daughter's TikTok. <laughs> exactly. Cool. Uh, All right. I think that brings us to the end of the episode. Uh, you want to bring us out, Ian? Sure. Thank you, guys. Uh, I had fun doing this one. And no new armies for me this year. And we are going to the winter retreat next year. So that means the uh, next year, next month. So that means the, well, hopefully next year, too. But uh, next month. So that means the, the probably the next episode you hear after this one will be the uh, famous or infamous uh, Nerd Herders winter retreat show where it's tons of goofy uh, shenanigans from us throughout the course of the weekend, which I know some people like a lot and probably some people hate a lot. Uh, but anyway, that'll be next time so uh come back again in a month for that until then let your geek flag fly you've been listening to nerd herders a part of the freebooters network all song and movie clips are the property of their respective owners and no challenge of ownership is implied we use those clips because we're fans so please don't sue us please check out our sponsor geek nation tours you can find us on twitter at nerd herders show and on facebook under the nerd herders podcast you can also reach us by email at hosts at nerdherderspodcast.com. Special thank you to our editor and producer, Justin Steno-Alex. No space Texans were harmed during the making of this episode. Howdy, y'all. From space. <laughs>